Welcome back to the Vinland Chronicles of Vinland Saga podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. And I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 1, Episode 21, Reunion. Ronnie Coleman, what did you think? Uh, I mean, this was an episode. You told me, Ronnie, we need to watch it together. You were right. You came over. We decided, you know what? You know what we don't do enough of? Spend time with each other. So let's carve out another day where we hang out together um, and watch a few more episodes of Inland Saga. And that's what we did. And what a moment. I'll never forget it. Great episode. And I'll never forget you either uh, by my side because what we have here, Ronnie, is one of the manliest, broest moments of all time. And if you're not watching this with a bro, then what are you doing? Yeah, if you're not reuniting with a bro when you're watching Reunion, you're not even living is what I think. You're not living at all. But alas, we must continue this episode and not even just continue We're excited to talk about it. Yeah, just start it. So I'm going to get right into it. Do it. You know it's going to be a good episode because we start with the OP, Whoa, that is always a telltale yeah. sign. So what, what should we say? There should be a saying for that. Um, there should be a saying. There probably is a saying, but we need our own saying. Just This episode will... Uh, no, that doesn't work. Because I, I can't think of a, a time when they did... When a show did put the OP first and they didn't have a banger. Because... Uh, but it is the kind of thing where as soon as you see it, your eyebrows should raise. Yes. And be like, all right, okay, now prove it. Yeah, it's an anime thing. Like, if they do this, it like 99 out of 100 times, it's going to be an incredible episode. Well, and I don't think, I mean, I know you uh, are more the anime god of the two of us. This is a normal show thing, too. Really? Yeah. Well, sometimes shows, do, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. But then, what now, if a show doesn't even have an opening? Well, sometimes shows all they they do the opening at the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, some shows usually like your big time dramas of they've got an opening of some kind. Yeah, like break. I'm thinking of Breaking Bad. It's the little everyone knows what that yeah. tune sounds like. Ding, mm-hmm. ding, ding. See, they're yeah. And I can't remember if they just do that at the beginning every single time or what. No, it doesn't. It's definitely they de- they definitely have some scenes before they that. They have some very famous cold opens. Yeah. Very, very famous. famous. So, we go to 1014 New York. Um, it was controlled by the Vikings of Denmark led by King Swain. It exported slaves across Europe and the Vikings were the slave traders. This was kind of like the basis for it. This area and I like, so they give us the narrator, right? Yep. And then, oh my God, I have so many pages open. Let me find my notes real quick. Here they are. Sorry about that. Um, and obviously we open with Leif Erikson, who we all know that I've got a complex relationship with. I know what they want me to think about him. Today's Leif Erikson day. Oh no, my goodness. There's is it? no way. There's well, no way. Well, it's your father Lars's birthday, and it I feel is, like his is, birthday is on Leif Erikson Day. You got Leif Erikson Day. I'm pretty it's sure in it's December. in spring. I think it's in spring. Are you sure? What is Leif Erikson Day? What I'm, day is Leif Erikson Day? I'm on it. Um, Leif Erikson Day is an annual observance that occurs on October 9th. We are n- both very wrong. Wow. We missed it. Crap. We missed it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All, right. All right. One second. Sorry. Siri, remind me next October 9th that it's a Leif Erikson day. 
Oh, dang it, I have my Siri on, but she said, I'll remind you. All right, cool. Um, so what I was saying about Leif Erikson, complex relationship with it, for the ones that they're trying to fool, like all you, all the normies who don't listen to the podcast, who, because I feel like most- Who won't even hear you saying this. Right. Most people listening to the podcast, they are on top of it, and they know, oh, don't always trust that guy. Um, they throw in a line here to basically be like, Hey, Leif Erikson's a good guy because the guy he's working with is, uh, he goes, I know, boss, but we can't free all the slaves out of compassion (laughs) alone. (laughs) Yes. What's so awesome about that line is they don't let you hear Leif say (laughs) it. So it's still. They just want you to infer that Leif Erikson just got done saying, I wish we could free all the slaves. Yeah. Yeah, like that's just like something he just always says. <laughs> I know, boss. You say this every time we stop by here. We always we just can't. We can't do it. We're just two men. Yep. It's been 11 years, but he's not going to give up on his promise that he made to Thor's. And that's a good that's some good info there cuz now we know exactly Thorfinn's age. Thorfinn was 6 when his father died. It's been 11 years, so he is 17. Good math, Chad. Thank you. So we're basically looking at a senior in high school, pretty much. Okay. That's Thorfinn. And Knut's about the same age, so yeah, both around 17, 18 years old. That's that's a good age to where, I mean, they're men now. And this time, they're 100% men. Yeah, they're, but they're also both like something about them doesn't seem completely mature. Right. And if you look at both of their upbringings, that makes sense. But yeah, they're believable at 17, but if you had really asked me, I would say, uh, 15, 16. Yeah. And yeah, Thorfinn, a little bit I younger. mean, he's, he's basically a, an 11-year-old at this point. But So we got guards. They're telling them that, uh, they're telling Leaf's dirty cargo ship to get out of the way. I mean, don't say that to a sailor. I'm sure this took mad offense to Leaf, but... That's because we have royalty. I don't. I feel like in. I feel like Leaf is a ship snob. You think so? Well, like we know that he used to uh, captain some more badass ships, and that he's just on like a little, just a little guy right now. So he's like, oh, if they only knew. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they could see me back in the day when I was, you know, stranding seven guys in ice, mm-hmm. and they were all dying. And do I was... you even know who you're talking to? <laughs> That's something he would say. So we got Canute speaking with Askeladd about the decisions King Swain is making. Um, you know. <sighs> okay, let's go ahead and it's getting ahead of ourselves, but since you just said Canute, there's going to be a uh, topsy-turvy flipperoo here in a second. Now you said Canute. Do you think that is Canute at that very second yes. talking? Don't do that Ryan, face. I'm a professional show watcher. Yes, I think that's okay. Well, then they're moment. already in front of everyone. When do they do the switch? They don't. Here, here's the thing. They they did a bad. I'll give you this. They did a poor job. They did a horrendous job. What they did is they, since Askeladd, we find. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. He did hire the assassin. What he told him was, "Hey, Canute's going to be in the second ship." Yada yada. When really Askeladd and Canute are in the first ship. He just gave the, the assassin the wrong Canute. So the other Canute's already there. And he just said he's going to be right here. So Say that one more time. Okay. 
Basically, since Askeladd's on the first ship. Just say this. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it this way. Askeladd hired an assassin. You know that, right? I'm with that part. Yes. Completely aware of that He part. is talking with Canute in this moment. Okay. He told, he gave directions, and this is all my inferences. I've inferred all of this. Okay. And this is me being a professional and, show and Which is also so obnoxious that you inferred all this, and then when I started to make questions about it, you acted like I had someone ingrain what happened into my brain, and you were so infuriated that no. I was that I was a little bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> what he did, though, is he just told the guy, hey, Canute is in this spot and already had this double agent set up there. Because he's talking to Canute right now. He, he obviously wouldn't be able to just like, all right, and now, and then just switch and like throw her up. So he just said, what I'm assuming is to the assassin, Canute's going to be on the second ship, mid-level. You'll see him, take him out. And that's what the guy did. Okay. I'll keep yeah. watching. I'm still very confused. You're saying that Askeladd and Canute are on the first ship, and then there's a... Right, a fake it, one on the second ship, and the guy yeah. shoots him in the second ship. Right, even though they're dressed the exact same, and they look the yeah. exact same way, and then the guys on the second ship don't realize that there's a person who looks exactly like him with his uh, assistant right next yes. to him, and they go, "Oh no!" <laughs> You're telling me the guys yes. on the second ship are the dumbest people alive. They go, "Oh no!" <laughs> that, I mean, that's how I'm taking it, dude. Okay, all right. He, he set he set all of them up. Basically, just told this slave woman. Okay. Don't do this. And I, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, I'm watching it, so I'm going to really pay attention okay. because it seems... Because, because he obviously... He's talking to Canute right now. He's not talking to the, the woman because Canute is speaking, unless this woman somehow duplicated Canute's voice, too. But he wouldn't be able to just be... Like, if he had the woman, like, laying next to him, all right, and now he would throw I, her up. Which is why I was so confused. So I, that's how I took it, is he just gave misdirection to the assassin. Okay. So yeah, Askeladd says, we're going to lose at the council tomorrow um, because he'll probably separate you and Thorkel. The king has all the say, and we know you know, he's going to do something to where we're not going to win this. So that's when we do see, he says, you're going to die, and we see Canute get shot. Okay, so you're already going. Yeah. Okay, because Leif Erikson sees Askeladd. It's like, yep. oh, I'll never forget that. So, um... Yeah, he sees Askeladd. He said, I would never forget that face of the pirate that killed Thor's. And he even said his name, too. That's a good memory by Leaf to remember Askeladd's name from 11 years ago when he said it maybe one time. Right. Um, so, I mean, so. <laughs> so, sorry, I got him ahead. You kind of threw me off where my notes were. Right, right. Um, from your gripage. I'm just trying to see here. Because the reason I say that is because Canute never once moves, and it just shows an arrow go into the uniform of Canute. Well, and I mean, to be honest, I mean, listen, here's where I stand with this. I think there was some dirty trick play. The actual story of it, I completely believe. Do I believe that Askeladd arranged all this stuff? Yes. This would have been so much better if they just showed Askeladd and Canute's conversation like... As they're getting on a boat or not standing there, because then he says, this is why your theory was wrong. It's not wrong. Well, it is wrong because Askeladd, I'm watching, looking at it. Askeladd says, you're getting shot right now. And then the person turns around, like listening to him be like, what? And then gets shot. Do you see what I'm saying? But it doesn't, that person, it never shows that person next to Askeladd though. 
it shows Canute, him talking to Canute, but it never actually shows the real person. It makes it look like it's it is Canute. To me, if you the what I think is bad on his part is it just didn't even it straight up showed actual Canute gets shot and then it just later on was like, Yeah, it was a double. Like that's where they messed up. For sure. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I see what you're saying there. Because it doesn't because if, if Canute turned and he got shot, then that would be the real Canute that got shot because there wasn't a double there. I appreciate your hustle for the program. <laughs> well, that's how I took it. Because I was yeah, like, yeah. that is Well, no, I mean my note it. when I was watching it last night and did it, I was like, okay. Before we even had the conversation we just had, I was like, they just were animating they were just drawing Canute. And then all yeah, of a sudden exactly. he gets shot and then it's exactly. no longer Canute. Right. So That's either way I you look it. at it, it seems kind of cheap and kind of dumb, which just stinks because, like, the, like I said, the actual oh, yeah. act of having some stand-in, that all makes sense. Well, all they had to say was, "Yeah, I had your stand-in uh, standing on the second ship and told him that's where you were." They just, yeah, they Boom. just staged it very it poorly. So Canute asks, "Uh, wait, no, past that." The assassin smirks about how easy his job was. See, that's why I want to be like, <laughs> that, that was what, that's what I uh, did. I heard him say, oh, that was easy. So I just assumed Asglad just put the, the double on the second ship and just had him like standing okay. real proud up top. And that's when Thorfinn pops up with his slinged arm and all. And I mean, you just know he's going to, he's going to kill this guy. You're not going to stop Thorfinn. Yeah, the one thing that I am uh, very interested in is because usually Thorfinn's whole deal is like how quick he is, how he's got the knife, he can get a quick jab in you. The assassin <laughs> comes hauling ass into like Leif Erikson. Where <laughs> it's like he got thrown by a giant. Yeah. He like skips off the top and then falls down. I'm like, did Thorfinn throw him like that with one arm? How did he yeah. end up here? Yeah, he tra- Leaf tries to run because, of course, he's trying to find Thorfinn amongst Askeladd and his men. And that's when he throws him down right in front of Leaf. He jumps down and stabs the shit out of this guy uh, just directly in front of Leaf. The, be- <laughs> the reunion of him and Leaf is him stabbing the heart out of a man. And so that was also interesting. Um, I mean, I think you could be right there, but you said that uh, Leaf was going after, like looking for Thorfinn. When I was watching it both times, I just took it as like, I'm thinking if I'm Leaf, he probably doesn't even think Thorfinn is with him anymore because, like, why that's would he true, be? Yeah. I was taking it more as like, oh, he just sees Askeladd and he's just like, that's the guy who killed Thor's. And right, it, it, he kinda... could just go ask him. He'd be like, hey, is he dead? So yeah, he yeah, just yeah. asks confirmation. <laughs> yeah, he's like hoping that Thorfinn's dead. He's yeah, like, yeah. can you just say that you killed this guy? Because I have wasted the last 11 yeah. years of my life acting like I'm looking for him. He's like, if I have to tell one of my men one more time how I want all of the slaves freed, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. So the Vikings, uh, you know, the people on land, they try to blame the sniper on Thorfinn. And then they're, they're looking at the weapon and they've never even seen a crossbow before. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know how Askeladd swindled that. But yeah, Thorfinn, he then beats the crap out of the guys, you know, trying to say that he did it. And then they all realize, wait, is that Thorfinn Calsafini? The one that beat Thorkel the Tall in a duel. Yeah. So the rumors have been swirling. Well, it's not a rumor, it's a fact, but... Well, and I love that too because um, 
it's like, isn't it? I might have been confused on that part. When they said, when they were confused and looking at him, was that one of Leaf's guys or was that one of the guys coming and surrounding him? That was one of the guys surrounding him. Okay. So when I first watched it, I thought it was one of the guys Leaf was with because I was expecting him to be like, oh, that's the guy we've been looking for. And then I enjoyed the fact that it was like, oh, they're not even, it's not so much that that's the guy they're looking for as much as the rumors have already spread about how he beat Thorkel. Right. And they were like, he really is that small because. I mean, compared to Thorkel, he is absolutely tiny. Leif then questions him and asks if he's son of Thor's. And that's when Thorfinn realizes in that moment. He like it's a side by side and Leif just looks so much older. I mean, he's he's been searching for Thorfinn for so long that he has aged forty years. Yeah, the eleven years were <laughs> yeah. not kind to him. He then gets a big old hug from Uncle Leif. And what is kind of a sweet moment, because Thorfinn just lets it happen. Yeah. Normally, he would not let something like that. I mean, when's the last time Thorfinn's been hugged? Since he was Uh, in Iceland. Or no, his dad. Thor's. And his dying moment, uh, Thor's gave him a hug. I like to think him and Bjorn were doing some hugging behind the scenes. (laughs) Maybe, actually. That's a good point. Meanwhile, we have the princess who's injured. Oh, no. It was a double this whole time, Ronnie, or was it? Maybe the prince really was a princess. But no, he walks up saying, I'm right here, you idiots. Which makes me think, yeah, that makes me think the princess was on a different ship because he comes off a different ship to come and greet them. That's where I got that from. I knew my inferences. Yeah, I mean, your inferences are always so good. Uh, Very good work by you. Um I mean, it happens pretty quick, So, but I don't want to not talk about how how much of a moment those two minutes were when I actually thought Canute was dead. So you really did think he was dead? Hey, Chad, it looked exactly like Canute, and then an arrow went through him, and they were gurgling up blood, and I did not think that they could uh, explain it away. Now, when you they opened up the skirt, and the titties were coming out. Were you like, there were, really okay, wasn't... can I just say this? And, you know, I hope no one's mad. The tim- the titties were not that prominent. You didn't notice them? The, I mean, I obviously knew it was a girl because they said it was a girl. And But, I mean, yeah, like, pretty flat chested. I thought they were decent sized cups. C, maybe? No. I'll tell you how you know they weren't that big is because they didn't do anything to try and refrain them. They were just like, oh, yeah, you can just leave them hanging and no one's going to be the wiser. They'll still think that you're Canute. <laughs> All right. Well, did you think, oh, maybe Canute really is a girl? Did you ever think that? Um, I've thought that multiple times over the course of the series. And I also like want to know where they, like, who is this girl? She's a slave. They, the Ascot basically just purchased her yeah. to be the double. Which is kind of fucked up. So, yeah, and that's yeah. where he was looking through the slaves, and this was the only one that they could only find a girl that looked like <laughs> They could only find... This is the only slave that looked like him, which was a blonde female. Yeah, the blonde-haired slave. Wow. I mean, talk about a bad luck of the draw. Yes. <laughs> Oof. Canute then apologizes to this woman and tells the men to take care of her as much as possible. Of course, Floki, he's off to the side. He does not like what he sees. He realizes they've been had. And the people in York... Well, okay, so the best part, too, is Floki does not necessarily think that they've been had. 
Because that's the other thing that we're going to come to find out. Like, initially you're watching, you think, oh, this is probably something that Floki was a part of. But no. No, I meant like Ben had as in like, oh, shit. Like, even if the king did set up for the prince to die right here, the prince didn't die. Like, we've been had. They had a double. They were prepared for this. Like, he kind of got double played, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I am wondering what he is thinking. Yeah. He's probably thinking, oh, fuck, if the king did this, it just failed because the prince is alive. This so is you're saying he th- he's thinking that uh, that this came from the king. Well, he could be he could be thinking two things. This came from the king. It just failed because obviously that was not Canute. Or two, they just completely had us by setting this whole thing up. Honestly, I think what might be going through his head is, yo, what the fuck's going on with the <laughs> king? Why did he not tell me that they were yeah. going to try and do this? He's yeah, he's mad at the king. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's like the king should be telling me that we're going to try and do this, so I could. He's like maybe I could have finished this off if this is what we were trying to do. Or he's like maybe I could have acted better too. Yeah, since it was all Askeladd's plan. Yeah, I could have acted better. He's like I, I wasn't in. We did no acting exor- exercises. Yeah. I was not prepared. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, that's when Askeladd, of course, is like, oh, I guess the people in York want to do you harm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Askeladd's so awesome. So we go back to Thorfinn uh, and Leif. He's explaining how he killed, or how he will kill Askeladd with his father's blade no matter what. And Leif's thinking to himself while seeing this guy, he's like, I've got to just forget the last 11 years so I can save this child because he's obviously, he knows he's probably been through a lot. Yep. And Thorfinn then asks about Vinland. And he says that he even dreams about it sometimes. But Leif then says, why are you not asking about your mom or your sister? Seriously. He said, you're talking about, you haven't even said a single word about your mom or sister, and your mom's health has gotten worse. You need to go see her. Yeah, all this is really good because it's still like, while we did just figure out Thorfinn is exactly 17, this goes to show how much on a emotional level he's still a little kid oh yeah because this goes to show like he's got no reason to believe they made it to vinland because like what would have changed that they could have made it now that they hadn't when he was a kid but he spent so many nights probably awake thinking of his dad and just like uh had fomo so bad that he's just told himself probably years ago he's like oh yeah they made it to vinland they made it to the place that dad wanted to be but he's like but i'm not supposed to be there because i gotta kill this Askeladd guy Oh, yeah. That is a tough spot to be in. But it is weird, like, why he just does not care about his I mean, sister. And in a dark way, mom. dude, he was only six. Like, he probably doesn't remember them that much. I know he obviously remembers them, but think about it that way. Like, if you if you get taken away from somebody at six years old, by the time 11 years later, you might yeah, be no, thinking but- about them, but... <sighs> I, they're not a Chad chart because I argue that you know remember things better from when you were six than you do from last week. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a long time to be away from people. I mean, he, that's more than that's basically double the amount of time he was actually with them. Yep. Which is weird to think about. Wow, two for two in the math today. Good work. And he probably doesn't remember the first two years of his life, so that's more than double. So yeah, Leaf wants to take him home. And that's when Thorfinn's like, no, you have no idea what I went through after that day. 
As long as Askeladd is still alive, eating and shitting, it will never be enough. And that's his voice and his anger is just... It makes you just feel bad for him. Makes you feel bad. They do the side-by-side of just like what he is now compared to uh, what he he was. And it is so like... Because that is, with the animation, they've done a great job. I don't know if it's later in this episode or when it is, but they show all the different ways they've uh, animated him like the past 11 years. And it feels like there's only been like three, but it almost seems like there was like when they show him again, you go, oh, they've been like doing it almost every other episode, it seems like. They've just slightly changed him to where you can't really notice it but he's grown up yeah there's a lot of i feel like this show does such a good job with facial expressions Mm -hmm. you can see the anger and the everything in him i mean right here this is seriously one of the saddest thorfinn moments because when leaf sees this he's got to be thinking oh fuck this kid is severely fucked up in the head and you know me i also really wanted them to address what the hell happened to where they fumbled the bag so badly and just forgot Thorfinn. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Kept, I kept waiting for them to say like Thorf or Thorfinn would be like, "Sorry, I hid from you," or so, just you know, or Leaf being like, "Where did you go?" <laughs> just something to be like, "Hey, the kid's dad died, and you guys just seemingly yeah. sailed off and then got halfway back home and went." Oh crap! Where's the kid? Yeah, I because mean, we know for a fact Askeladd didn't just like hold him hostage no. or anything. He hid in there. But yeah, Leaf is absolutely devastated by this, and Leaf tells him that he's staying here until he changes his mind. And then we go, we move on from that and go on to the two goats of this series, Askeladd and Bjorn. Yep. So as a you know, it's nighttime. There's candle lights. I'm not saying it's romantic. It's very bromantic here. And Askeladd is checking in on his good old buddy, giving him some booze. You know, I think there's a certain moment right here. Like, after he gives him the alcohol, Bjorn, like, gives him a few words. And then Askeladd has this face where he then – it's you can almost see it happen. I don't. They do such a good job animating this where he puts on the facade – Mm-hmm. It like instantly goes into facade mode. I mean, yeah, this is also the Bjorn stuff is so good because I was comparing it last night to the other show we're covering, Jujutsu Kaisen, while and I'm enjoying Jujutsu Kaisen, but this show is so much more Ronnie in the sense of like we keep laughing with Jujutsu Kaisen that all these characters seemingly keep dying and then they're alive. And then we go from that to Vinland Saga where Bjorn was in a fight. Like, yeah, it took some damage, but at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, we'll see him walk up next up with like a little wrap on his stomach and he'll be good to go for the rest of the season. And then they just like one line basically says, oh, he's doing bad. And then you see him right here where he's basically like on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is just two polar opposites of like one <laughs> yeah. show's like basically kills them and then like, oh wait, they're alive. And then the other show just kind of quickly bypasses like the fact that he got a little damage and then next thing yep. you know, oh, he's dead. 
Yeah, got stabbed. Well, I think they even said the infection has reached his intestines or something. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Which just sounds... That is Not. the last place you want an infection and get... Yeah. But yeah, Asklad puts on the facade and says, Otley wanted to apologize to you, but Bjorn says he has no hard feelings for anyone who cut him on the battlefield. Such a cool thing to so say. So cool. So <laughs> cool. And then he goes, that's only Thorfinn who does that. <laughs> yes, also hilarious. So cool then hilarious. Yeah. Let the record show I would be so petty if someone did something to me on the battlefield. Yep. <laughs> I would too. And, then, you know, him and uh, Asklad have just such a bro laugh at that line. This is, I mean, so uh, such a good line. Bjorn then asks Asklad while Asklad's walking away if his leg is all right. And he says, it's hurt, had some arrows in it, but it's good enough to hold a sword. And then Bjorn says, so then tomorrow it is. Oh. Askeladd leaves. So I, yes. I love how Askeladd knew what he was saying. All he had to say was, so tomorrow, when Askeladd said, like, yep. Oh, hell yeah. They both know. Like, Bjorn is already... Bjorn is on the door of death, but he's acting so calm and cool. Like, he'd be like, oh, he can pull through it. Even though if you really look at it, like, he's sweating just laying there. Oh, he's miserable. Yeah. He's, he's just gotta be miserable, miserable, but he's just being such a badass, tough Viking. And you know he's got to go out when he can still get out of bed and do something before it really gets, before it hits that lower intestine. Man. Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say, when you told me at the beginning of this show, you started talking about Bjorn and you're like, I love Bjorn. Yeah. Nothing, you were got, like, nothing got me more excited to be like, I cannot wait for Sir Ronnie yeah. to make it to episode 21. You were like, I cannot believe my buddy can just figure out the best yes. character so quickly. Yes. Thank you. By God, is Bjorn such a good character. You figured it out. So we go to King Swain. He's telling Floki that they've been outwitted. So I would have liked to, like you said, seen Floki, like if he came up to the king a little mad. Right. Like, hey, what the hell happened? Or if he knew right away, like, hey, we just got... No, well, the fact that he's saying we've been outwitted Floki, I want to say Floki just came up and told him what happened. And then... Yeah, and then the king obviously yeah. knows right away. He's like, oh, I didn't put a hit on him yeah. at all. Like, that's... Right. They're doing it. <laughs> he's like, the- he even says something. He's like, ask a lad, you know... He's laid a curse on this town. That guy's mm-hmm. that guy's good. And I love how he knows right away that it is Askeladd. He doesn't yeah, yeah. even think it's anybody else. Which is also another... I want to say that goes back in point to... Well, you had that talk with him last episode, but I want to say King Swain has the same like ability as Askeladd. They've seen so many personalities, so many people's faces that as soon as they saw the face of each other, they just know, oh, yeah, that's that guy's a problem. They can read a face. Yeah. But, yeah, whenever he says that he laid a curse on this town, we see all the townspeople, they're starting to question everything going on. I love that they show this to you of just, like, the the everyday guy just being completely bamboozled, exactly like yeah. Askeladd one. They were like, whoa, whoa, there was an assassin attempt on the prince. And then one guy's like, well, yeah, he's a very important person. And then he's like, but King Swain? <laughs> like, they're just trying to figure it out, but they're yeah. nowhere close to it. They're just like, well, right. s- something fishy's going on. Yeah, go, it it works out to perfection, what Askeladd wanted. And they're all buzzed off of ale. Yep. So we go to Askeladd. He's talking about a rumor 
Um, he's in a room full with Thorkel, Canute, Gunner, and Beardchin. Thorkel's yep. guy. Good call. So we find out Askeladd was the one that hired the assassin. He's even like uh, brags about himself, talks about how great his acting was, which he, I mean, Askeladd is a top tier actor, 100%. Top tier actor, top tier manipulator, uh, game planner. On the complete other side of it is Thorkel, who is so disappointed in these little war games that he, he goes, this is basically how he says it. He goes, so you're the one that did the assassination attempt? <laughs> Something so cool. And he's yeah. just like, oh, it was you. Like literally, Askeladd is playing an entire town. And Thorkel's just like, oh, so you, like, we couldn't have just gone and killed him or something? <laughs> Uh, so everyone knows of the dispute with the royal family, so this will work perfectly. Now the king cannot do any orders that puts the prince at a disadvantage. I mean, yeah, just everything's perfect. Rumors spread. The town's talking about it. Thorkell talks about how cunning Asclad is. He does mention that. And uh, the prince talks about how, you know, it's a good way to buy time, but he never wants him to use a double again. Yeah, that was a little messed up. I know it was a slave, Ronnie, and you can just buy the slaves and do what you want, but it's still a life. It is a life, and I mean, I here's the thing about Canute, right? You already talked about how Canute let that entire village die for him. Two people died for him. Yes, one a slave, which is not a good reason to die. One an assassin, which is a little bit more like, well, yeah, you know, if you're playing in the death mm-hmm. game, death might find you, buddy. Um, so I think, though, the reason he's like, yeah, no more doubles is because he's still mad that they could only find a girl. Could only find a girl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone thought I looked like a girl. That's what like, like, they all completely believed it until the boobs. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, just as it starts to wrap up, though, this little meeting, we've got Sleazebag Gunner. He starts <laughs> acting real suspicious. I mean, this guy is the most suspicious guy ever. He can't be any less suspicious. Yeah, especially since he, I did the Thorkel impression. This is how this guy uh, talks to Askeladd. I'm so impressed, Askeladd. Wow. You did such a dandy job. How did you pull that off? Yeah, he just absolutely licking Askeladd's asshole. Um, then he leaves. He leaves the room. Says, well, I guess we're wrapping this thing up. I'm going to head on out. I've got some errands to run yeah. in this in this town that works off candlelight and it's pitch black outside. God, got to get some food uh, on the table. As soon as he leaves, that's when Askeladd's like, hey, Canute, don't trust Gunner. I've got a feeling that guy is pretty suspicious. He's probably working for the king. But yeah, that all equals to Askeladd wanting Gunner. And this right here is to- totally a Chad line. Talking about Gunner, Askeladd goes, It's my gut feeling, but I'm sure about it. Yeah, that is. Hey, if Askeladd told me he had a gut feeling, I would 100% go Just with it. Just take it for true. Yes. He says, we shall let him work and have him make the king relax. Uh, Thorfinn will trail him and see if he's actually doing this. Then he goes, my plan is complete, and raises his arm up in the coolest fashion. 
And I remember uh, when we were watching the episode, when he says that thing about Thorfinn, we immediately cut to Thorfinn hiding behind a tree. I just started laughing because I'm just like, Thorfinn, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, are you this stupid? Yeah. They're literally using you as just like, they're using you as a secret agent and all you want to do is just kill Askeladd. Yeah. But now here you are in the middle of the night hiding behind trees. Well, oh shit. Is that why, I'm so stupid. Is that why they duel they in the- They do get a fight? They they duel in the morning? Yeah. He goes, I'll, we, I'll give you a duel. That's true. We hadn't heard about another one yeah. coming up. So like the fact that Thorfinn's just in the middle of the night, Askeladd said, if you go follow this guy, I'll give you another fight tomorrow. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that for some reason. But yeah, Askeladd is him. Okay, he this guy is top tier everything. He he literally is a top tier everything. What is his? There's no weakness. He literally has no weakness except for well one thing. But Askeladd, yeah, he yeah, he's got a weakness. He's were you gonna say it's? Well, he he's one of those guys that are too smart for their own good. Okay. He's so good at planning, but he thinks that he can plan for everything that sometimes he gets in too deep and then he just has to get lucky. Thorfinn tells him, he says, or Thorfinn says to himself, everyone is obsessed with deceiving each other. Is that what a true warrior is? And then he goes, I know what I must do. So that's him talking about, I just got to kill him in the duel tomorrow. And I won't have to, I won't have to think about all this deceiving and all this other bullshit (laughs) if I can just kill him. What could go wrong? Yeah. That's when we go to the next morning. We got Thorfinn walking up to Askeladd. He rips off his coat. He's got his arm taped up into a sword knife type. Oh, my God. (laughs) When I saw that, where Thorfinn's made himself, like, I don't even know what you call this, but... A bionicle arm. Yeah, he literally has a bionicle arm of a knife where he's taped it around his... Even the wooden stick that's setting his bone in place. He probably spent like all night coming up with a way to do this. And the prince and Thorkell are there to watch. The prince says he will decide when the duel is over and no one will die. That's when Askeladd says, well, I have a previous engagement, so it will only be just a moment. Let me go do that. And when we were watching that together, you laughed a little bit because... And I thought about it. It would be hilarious if he's like, let me go to the next town over, do this fine, I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so disrespectful yeah. to everyone there. They're all lined up. Knut's like, all right, here we go. Thorfinn has spent the last five hours taping a knife to his hand. And he's like, well, actually, one second, I got to go over here real quick. <laughs> but that's when Bjorn comes walking up, obviously huffing and puffing. Saying he, sorry, Thorfinn, what a guy. Yep, he apologizes to Thorfinn and says that it will be very quick. So Askeladd and Bjorn take stance. It's windy. The snow is on the ground. The sweet, sweet music starts playing. My favorite OST and all of Vinland Saga. Bjorn says, Askeladd, you are... And this whole this whole exchange is my quote of the day. Every single moment of it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yep. Askeladd, you are strong and smart. I look up to you even though you hate me from the bottom of your heart. I'm not the only one. You hated our friends and even yourself. Aren't you lonely? Rejecting everything like that? I just wanted to be friends with you. 
So all that real quick, let's break that down. That's all all so good because one, Bjorn doesn't recognize that um, Askeladd actually likes him. Two, he's admitting to Askeladd that those guys were Bjorn's friends, even if they weren't Askeladd's friends. Although he says our friends, so it's like Bjorn still doesn't want to give up the fact that he's like, Mm -hmm. no, you liked those guys. You just... Put which, on the tough guy act, right? Which we saw. He might have actually semi. Well, here's the thing. I'm All, of the I'm of the camp that he doesn't. He did not care yeah. for any of them because they always did. They did it like two or three times where they're all around drinking, having an Askeladd is just way off yeah. in the distance. Now, what about the moment with Otley? Then though, he actually like semi gave him a decent send off. It was almost like Otley was such a joke and was such a bad fighter that. He was like, Dude. It wasn't so much that uh, Askeladd liked him as much as he pitied him. He, yeah, one of those things where he's like, "Dude, why are you even a Viking? Like, right. Get out of here!" Yeah. Um, but that is true. I mean, he definitely. But yeah, I mean, I I agree with you though. All of his men betrayed him, besides Bjorn. Mm-hmm. Thorf, we we know him and <laughs> Thorfinn are there. Thorfinn is obviously not friends with him. Yeah. So the one guy that truly stays loyal to him to the end is Bjorn. Even though Bjorn knows he hates him, he's still loyal to him right here. Well, Bjorn, Bjorn thinks hate he him, hates him. Even though he thinks he hates him, yeah. But yeah, that's when it gets silent. They charge at each other. The swords hit, and Askeladd hits him right in the chest. Now, is he saying all this loud enough for... yes. I think so. You think so? I think that's why it's so awesome. Like, we see Thorfinn's face in a little bit, and I think Thorfinn, and you'll see it here in a second, but Thorfinn's face, it on, it honestly is like, he even kind of sees that the moment is a little bit bigger than yeah, what it, he thinks. Well, see, it, that's a tough spot, right? Because I initially thought that, yeah, okay, he can hear him. Obviously, he doesn't respond here. Go ahead and get to this part, okay. and we'll talk a little bit more about Swords it. Swords hit, he hits him, and then that's when Bjorn gasps, and Asklad says, I'm sorry, I missed the vitals. Let me put you at ease. Now, did Asklad do this because he truly was his friend that he couldn't, he missed the vitals because he... No, I think he legitimately made a mistake Okay, because then he immediately... It's where the facade, the mask that you talked about a second falls off hard because he's being so tough, he's doing it, and then he immediately, like, he knows right away that he fucked up and it's going to be, like, a worse death because he panics and is, like, let me like let me fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's where I was kind of saying about whether or not Askeladd can hear him. I like that Bjorn gets these last words out, but it also would have been interesting if he hadn't got these last words out and Askeladd still takes this final moment to answer him the way that he's right. getting ready to answer him. Yeah, Bjorn grabs Askeladd's collar and says, I wanted to be friends with you. And then he goes, yeah, Bjorn. He doesn't just say, you're my friend. He says, you're my only friend. And then Bjorn thinks back to the times he was following him. That dude, that that line right there, though, the fact that they added only is just the best part. Well, only the friend, part. the fact that... Askeladd answers a question that was never even asked. Um, well, unless he's saying, is he saying yeah to are, aren't you lonely? Oh, I like that. Aren't you lonely? Yeah. He's saying yeah. 
and then he goes, you're my only friend, and now you're dying. Ooh, I like that. <sighs> I like that so much more. Yeah. I didn't get that, but now that we're that's talking about it. That's definitely what he did. When he's saying, because I'm like, he's answering a question that's not there, because yeah. he said, I just wanted to be your friend. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But if you go back to yep. him saying, aren't you lonely? Yeah, you're my only. Oh, <sighs> let's go. Man. And then. Then the OST starts playing, man. This OST right here will make a grown man cry. <laughs> My goodness, dude. And I don't, I, I don't know how you felt. I didn't even see your reaction during this. Did you? Did this get any emotions out of you at all? It didn't. I don't know really? why. Yeah, it didn't give me. I mean, I was like, well, emotions out of me, sure. Like I was like, oh, this is an awesome scene. I'm sad that Bjorn is dying, but I don't know if it's because it's like a Viking thing, and this is literally like Bjorn. Well, you know what's the best, another great part about this? Bjorn, in this moment, when he gets hit, drops his sword, doesn't even care about dying while fighting, and just says, I just wanted to be your friend. So he dies without a sword in his hand. So, I mean, he did go to Valhalla dying, but at the same time, he didn't care enough to just be like, I just want, I just wanted to be your friend, which I thought was another cool thing, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I wasn't on the, uh, there was no tear caution. This will get, it's one of those weird things. Like I, I agree with you. It's not so much uh, tears rolling down the face moment. It's like such a manly moment that you're like, Oh God, this is making me feel weird inside. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a bro. I mean, it's brotastic, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. That's exactly what I want to call it. Yep. Brotastic. Only friend. And then we see Askeladd smear, he has the blood on the sword, throws it down. Yeah, th- that's the only per- or reason I want to kill a guy with a sword. So I can yep. do that move right there where you put it over your head and then in a quick motion mm-hmm. flick it off. Yep, and then that's when he he puts the uh, the coat over him, covers him up, and the look on Askeladd's face right there is just... I mean, he had to admit that to him, take the facade off, and now he has to live with it. He just killed his only friend that he's ever had. Yep, and you have more notes? Yeah, and then so we see Thorfinn watching, and it does like a cool moment too where we see just like from a far distance Thorkel and Canute watching, Yeah, which is also super cool because that, just the fact that they saw that, it's got to be, they none of them say a word. Mm-hmm. Like they, they know that moment is just something they probably will never witness, even come close to witnessing again, a moment like that. Yeah, this is maybe the most mad I've ever been in Thorfinn. And then Askeladd, with a light shining down on him, says, come at me. I'll play said, with you. I'm said, sorry for making you wait. Yeah, yeah, sorry for keeping you waiting. So disrespectful. Um, and yet Thorfinn, nothing out of him. I looked, I'm like, no, anything. There was, a, there was a moment right when he does it. Thorfinn has that look in his face. Do you see that frame that I'm talking about where he, where he, before he does it? Yes. No, right when he does it. Right when he does it? It just shows Thorfinn and he's kind of watching the moment, not with an angry face. Not saying he's watching it with a sad face or anything, but he's watching it not with an angry face. Yeah, my problem with it is to me, I would describe it as an inconvenienced face. (laughs) Well, that, that kind of face with Thorfinn though is almost... Yeah, that's a great. That's great yeah. news if you get an inconvenience face. But then, of course, he gets his mad face comes out. Yeah, I don't and, care uh, if I built up the uh, 
the bro relationship between Bjorn and Thorfinn completely in my head or not. I'm mad yeah. that he did not have any more uh, of a reaction than what he did. And, you know, Thorfinn right here, he's been getting his ass kicked by Askeladd when Askeladd was in a good mood, per se. Now he's got a broken arm, Bionicle, and Askeladd is pissed mm-hmm. off. Yeah. He has no chance against this guy. He's about to learn a lesson. He's about to get sunned again. Yeah, it does not seem like it's going to go well for the Thorfinator. Uh, we got to get to it, Chad. The moment of silence. Of course. The the patent pending moment of silence yeah, we could for get sued, our I think, if we brother don't. in arms who did terrible things but ended up giving me super emotions for his character. Bjorn Borg. <laughs> Tennis legend Bjorn Borg. No, Bjorn. Bjorn. All right, let's hit 10 seconds for him right this seconds? second. Go. Go. Just admit you cried. I didn't cry, but it is like it's my dad's birthday, and I feel like my dad could be cast as Bjorn. Your dad's very big and strong and Viking and they're both my role models. Rest in peace. Rest in, in peace Valhalla. to a real one. I mean, th- come on. This is seriously by far one of the greatest moments in the show so far. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. You picked a good one for us to watch together. Um, I respect you for that. Way to not Way to not do it too soon, you know? Yeah. Way to not underwhelm me with being like, oh, we got to watch this one together, and then it was like something meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could have watched one or two together before this, but this moment right here, I knew the moment you talked about Bjorn, I told you, episode six, I, this is it. I knew that we were supposed to watch this together when I like blinked for a second and I realized that we were holding hands during the last part of the episode. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this is yeah. why, why he's here. Well, that's why you didn't get emotional. You, I had you as support. <laughs> yeah, I was so comforted. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That is my... Favorite moment of season one. Okay. There it is. All right, we're at the top of the mountain. We're not even going to cover the next three episodes. We'll just move straight into season yeah. two because we're just downhill from here, according to Chad. No, we're going to cover the other three. Uh, actually, if you're listening on well, – do I have this right? You, the, you post it, so make sure I have this right. If you're listening on the free feed – You can go listen to the rest of season one now, right? If you go join our Patreon. If you join the Patreon, three ahead – Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. If you want to click a link, just go below. Cool. That's fun, isn't it? That's a lot of fun. And you can also get some Learn a Little Something episodes where we just uh, chat and have a good time. Sometimes with my brother Travis, even though now he's like quit the podcast to go hunting all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still check hasn't out one. the Jujutsu Kaisen coverage. That is also either finished or wrapping up right now. You got anything else? I think that's about it. Cool. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.